fact, I don't know what kind of good luck this kid carries around with him. I was having so many problems with these overhead doors I put in. He showed up within an hour. They're both working perfectly. Well, maybe he knows what he's doing compared to you. He know what it is. Well, yeah, but what it is is his patience and his analytical view. Where did on he get things. that? He must have got it from my grandpa's. Hmm. You know, uh, I just everything goes better when he's here. Everything. It's just amazing. And, and now the went, doors work. And then he went home last night. And then do you no. go all Fran on him like my I'm, dad would? I'm then all alone. Start giving him more tasks. Well, as long as you're here. You know, one of those deals. Let's go fix that. Not only that, he got my trail cam. I bought a brand new trail cam a couple of years ago, so you can see what walks by this camera right on your phone. Yeah, been sitting on my workbench for two years, brand new. <laughs> Kenny, I can top that. He got it fired up. Now we're watching deer out in the field. It's so on <laughs> on my phone. Three years ago, I got a trail cam for Christmas. It's still in the box. You I can't figure have, out how to do it. You gotta have Ben come oh, over. I want it in the backyard. Time out. Where are you gonna install a trail cam? Are you shitting me? There's more wildlife where I live than there is in Ely. You're gonna put that. Tra- oh God, I wish Rookie was here. <laughs> Yesterday there was a mouse. Here's a homeless encampment. <laughs> in the backyard, spinning in circles. And it went on for hours. Really? Spinning and spinning. Well, I finally looked it up. Okay. That that was It either had a stroke, so if I start spinning in circles, watch out. <laughs> or did he get that? Or it had an inner ear infection, <clears throat> or it had some other disease or something. But apparently it's not uncommon at all for certain animals to tightly spin in circles. So did you show at the bottom of your size 12 earth stompers? No, I got more of a kick out of watching him spin. You see, you watched him suffer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come here. Look at this. <laughs> then, then it was gone last night. I went out and looked for it and couldn't find it. Hmm. So maybe he righted got, the ship. He might might have got at. Yeah, he got Could at. Could have been at. <clears throat> but man, there, there, you go to that, that Google something else. There's about 600,000 pages of why mice spin. A lot of stuff to learn on them internet. It's a very interesting. you got to look that stuff up. Googs it. Go to the Googs. like to look at the Googles for maps. Uh, what is the, are you aware of this story about yes. uh, Zelensky oh. asking some occult cook to be the ambassador for Ukraine? And apparently it's a very strange story. Uh, her name is the Spirit. Spirit. It's performance artist Marina Abramovich, Ambro- known as the Spirit Cooking. And, and he's asked her to serve as an ambassador for his country, according to the London's Daily Ter- Telegraph. No, I haven't heard anything. I don't anything. know that story, no. And, uh, of course, this is uh, fueling opponents in this country to giving him money. Uh, She apparently is, uh, I I don't know what the hell she is. It's way too confusing for my pay grade. I don't know where he found her. She's an opponent of Putin. Previously worked in Ukraine installing the crystal wall of crying 
the Babian Yar Center just months before the invasion, visitors to the 40-meter-long structure are encouraged to interact with crystals and meditate. Her latest show in London will ask attendees to squeeze, squeeze two naked models in order to enter. Born to a... I got... This is too good not to do. We got to do this story. This is amazing. She's the spirit cook. Joe, spirit today... Cook. Yeah. I need a frat. Okay. An eco. Yeah. A grund. Just a minute. Gee whiz. Yeah. And a precision. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Ken. Yeah. Who's the AE on Seafoam? Is that Rob? Rob? Yeah. I haven't seen him in ages. Is he still here? Yeah, he comes looking for you basically twice a week, 38 <laughs> seconds after you've left. Well, if he's too stupid to figure it out. No, that's what I'm saying. He's tried to catch you a couple of times. but Why would anybody want to kill Sharon Tate? I don't get it. <laughs> the only reason I ask, Kenny, is they have an end date of last Friday, but I'm assuming they're still on. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. Okay. They're on um, forever. That's what I. That's what I thought. I'm Chris, just going to send a note. Hi, John. How I are have. You? I have a note from Bernie, and I will be sending you in the next day or two a new Harry's yes. ad, <laughs> and then you're supposed to give. Okay, so to Paige and Bernie. Yep. Okay, makes sense. Yes. And Kenny, I'm looking at a Forbes article that kind of says uh, all the stuff we talked about before is is only sort of true, but not really. I think we talked about it off, uh, off. The oil thing? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I know you were going to break my heart. <laughs> well, I don't trust certain people that you mentioned who shall go nameless at this point. Well, that's why I asked for your opinion beforehand. <laughs> well, I, do, I don't trust Because I see him, his but... name associated with a lot of uh, hyperbole. Yeah. And I just, you know. Rook is not working today? I don't know. I didn't hear anything from him. <clears throat> then, Kenny, well, let's do a seafoam. And let's do a maple grove today. I use the word working lightly. <laughs> wow. Comes in. Be nice. Comes in and has a nice lunch. All right, I'm going to... Uh, you said it's Rob, and I'm going to do this. Oh, 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 O'Brien. Seafoam. Phone. Rookie, where are you? Sounds like your team got taken to the outhouse over the weekend there uh, yesterday, huh? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> There's pictures of crying fans on the front When, page when of the did paper. It, When was the sea change? When was the switch that everyone who goes to an NFL game wears the home team's uniform? And then oh, cries been, when they lose. For... No, but I mean, has it been 20 years, 30 years? It wasn't that way when I covered the Vikings. I became a season ticket holder uh... in 1994. Yeah. And I remember distinctly <clears throat> a lot of people it's, wearing jerseys. It's when the that, NFL uh, decided they could make a lot of money selling jerseys. That's when yeah. it all started. Joe, back in the uh, Dust Bowl years and the, um, <laughs> the Depression, people couldn't afford Vikings jerseys. Yeah, there wasn't an NFL either. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden yep. Stores. Can I just, Come on, Pat's in the house. I know, but I need to send this note about a client. <laughs> I'd like to, could you, is there any way you guys could recreate the discussion you had about farming? I'd like to hear Jesus. that. 
Rook, will you turn everything off out there? Uh, you going to drive a uh, grain cart this fall, Suchi boy? going to drive Maybe grain a cart. grain cart, not <laughs> grain cart. <laughs> I like it. Are you going to do the show with your hat on? I think I might. Farmer Harry? <clears throat> I'm not really feeling like I need to. I'm not to. feeling it. Joe, are you ready? <clears throat> sure am. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,157. September 25th, 2023. 91 degrees on this day. Oof. 1920. And 31 degrees on this day in 1926. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. The other day I was speculating how many Elmers we've had as governor. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Bert writes, there were three Minnesota governors named Elmer. Two were Andersons, one was a Benson. There was also a Halmar Peterson, H-J-A-L-M-A-R. Okay. Halmar. Halmar. Sounds suspiciously like a Scandinavian version of Elmer. So as many as four Minnesota governors were Elmer. And we've had one, Tim the Shave Walls. He'll clean you out or, or up. Get it? Shave, clean you up. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Clean okay. you out of your uh, body. That didn't that's, work. I was going to say, that's kind of a, yeah, that's a long way to go. Bert, to uh, <laughs> save that stuff for the professionals, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you'll recall, I had a great note from uh, a, a frequent emailer from days in the past named Hillavy, who moved to, my, uh, to Colorado and was teaching up in the mountains and sent us... Uh, a note indicating that a teaching position was open at the Guffey oh, Community yes. Center School. Mm-hmm. Elevation 8,891 feet, looking for a grade 5-8 teacher, a little mountain school, Monday through Thursday work week, small class of 8 to 12 students. And it's all conventional, and they, they actually like America. They like the United States. They're passionate about traditional education. They teach face-to-face from books and classic literature and real history and traditional math. Uh, why hasn't a GLer jumped on this? I have a follow-up note. They've been paying too much attention? Well, what they a boy. pay about six grand a year. What's the what's the and, year? And you probably need three grand a year to live there. Yeah, yeah. I got a note from Kelly McGuire. Hi, Joe. My name is Kelly, G.L. Kelly. I am the administrator for Guffey Community Charter School in Guffey, Colorado. Hillary Peterson wrote a letter to you that you read on your show September 13th about our teaching position here at our little school. I wanted to touch base with you to see if you could make a shout-out to your listeners to connect with us directly. In other words, these people are serious about hiring a GLer. Maybe I'll do it. Oh, God. Huh? Wouldn't that be neat? <laughs> That'd be great. Mr. Souchere, that would be fun to see you deal with about 11 months of winter. Yeah. 
I bet it's a b- more beautiful winter there, though, than here. Yeah, no doubt. Winter no. is beautiful. I'm going off the track here for a moment. Winter is beautiful. It's not beautiful in an urban setting when the snow turns gray and ash-colored from crud. It's and, also the length. It, it's beautiful for about well, six minutes. Thanks to climate <laughs> change, maybe we'll just keep getting warmer and warmer. I'd be okay with that. Me too. <laughs> uh, back to uh, Ms. McGuire, McGuire, McGuire out in Colorado. I wanted to touch base with you to see if you could make a shout out to your listeners to connect with us directly. We haven't had any inquiries, so I'm trying to reach out to see if I can try one more time simply because you chose to read that letter and it made our kids so happy to hear about our school on the show. They had hope in finding that special teacher that we are so desperately trying to find for our unique little school in the Rockies. And then she gives me her email address and the telephone number. If anyone is interested, please call or email me for further details about that position. Your listeners can refer to that original air date to get details as well. Hillavy was an amazing teacher that we all miss so much and only hope to find someone half as good as she was. Thanks, Hillavy. For making this happen in writing a letter that intrigued Joe so much, he decided to read it that day. And thank you, Joe, for reading that special letter. And she also attached the position in a file. So I have that, and I have I have her email address. I have the school's telephone number, and I'm very, very serious when I think, what a fun gig this would be mm-hmm. for a young GL teacher who got through the failed academy somehow intact and would like to apply uh, uh, an absolute love of America and conventional teaching about conventional subjects to kids up in the up in the mountains of Colorado what if you're a young GL or GLer who's a skier huh huh sure. Joe, what was the name of the gal that was corresponding with us for a while? She's a teacher. She was a fan of this show and Lee. my talk. Lee. Lee. Oh, it was Lee in Milwaukee. Yeah, but she's from here. Yes. Or uh, Minneapolis, the uh, Twin Cities, I should say. Yes. Well, there you are, GLers. Uh, uh, GL parents, uh, you might want to mention this to your kid or or replay the September 13th show for your kid and then today. I'll hang on to this like I did Hillary's uh, email. You know, you're always kind of evolving as a, as a radio host. I am, is aren't this... I? Except we're not on the radio. Well, but as a host, I should say, of a show, is this going to be a new feature on GL? We're going to do like a community notes kind of a thing? <laughs> uh, Chris, I, I I think that this... Uh... I have 18 mallard duck decoys to get rid of. I will leave them on the... End of my driveway. Anybody uh, wishing to? <laughs> no, I, I, I. Hey, I got another sack of grain. Anybody need that? Uh, anybody want to buy an old lawn chair? It I needs got a, to be refurbished. I got an old Head East album. Yeah, I got an old Head East album. Somebody might want to latch on to here. It's got pancakes on the cover. We've become a podcast flea market. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
for God's sake. Welcome to the trading post. <laughs> Are you guys that stupid? No, we're just having a laugh. Well, you don't have a laugh with this. What have we? A big important theme in GL is the destruction right. of the academy. That is true. That Here is comes true. along a very unique situation that did not need to be ridiculed by your sophomoric behavior and turn it into trading post. Okay. All right. Because I'm not. I'm not doing this for anything else except this. I can't think of a more unique situation that didn't deserve airtime than this. Hillavy, I apologize if you were offended. <laughs> now, we've been talking about trees. Do you have some funny remarks about trees and no, tree equity because and I've been, tree fairness? I've been banned from playing the song. You have. But this John O. writes, he's got a great point. Uh, he was reading the Las Vegas Review Journal last week. That's Vegas's daily newspaper. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has awarded five million dollars to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, for the Las Vegas Urban Forest Center to plant three thousand trees. Ah. Okay, the math is only one interesting aspect of this. It's one of 385 projects totaling roughly a billion dollars selected by the federal government. We've already covered who here is getting the billion. Mm -hmm. And this guy says, my math says that's $1,666 per tree. But that isn't the most interesting part. He writes, I'd like to note, Las Vegas is in a desert. Trees are essentially an invasive species. There's no mention in the article of how these trees will be watered in an area that is constantly fighting to conserve precious water. Well, he's absolutely right. Well, that's a good point. We could, we could add this. Common sense is no longer applicable in public matters because... Public matters have grown so all-inclusive that not only does the matter at hand get forgotten, but a massive windmilling takes over. Boy, that one's getting long. It's getting hard to put on a on a sign in the uh, lobby there. That's, that's a long one, Joe. I know, but I'm thinking <clears throat> this is windmilling. You come up with all these do-gooder efforts, you are fated to bring into play some sort of windmilling. Right. And it's so wrought with the potential of fraud, as you were mentioning earlier last week with the trees associated oh, here. good Lord. Windmilling almost seems too calm of a term for it, doesn't it? But you're bringing trees to an area that is conserving water. You're bringing trees to a desert where there have been no trees. And you're going to require water to transform the desert into an equitable shade tree situation <laughs> right. for the residents of Vegas. It'll turn it, things around. It brings to mind the old Sam Kinison bit about trying to grow things in the desert, if you remember. Oh, right. oh I love that. that. Yeah. 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 He, uh, it's a desert! They should move, maybe. Go move to where there's the, dirt! Where there's food. <laughs> uh Again, uh, all you have to do is watch a television show from the 70s that would have had occasion to do some filming in Vegas. Uh, 
And as I said, I spent a lot of time in Vegas in the 70s, not because I wanted to. I don't like Vegas. Uh, my God, no, nothing has grown faster than Vegas. It's just incredible. Except for government. You know, to watch an episode of the Rockford Files from 1976 where he's going down what I can only presume is, uh, what do you call the main drag? The strip? The strip. strip. The strip, and all you see on either side of the street is desert and occasionally a building. Mm. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. In any event, uh, that's an email from uh, John. He's got a great point. Uh, forget the fraud, forget everything else. How are you going to water the damn thing? The possibility of common sense cannot be exercised in public matters because public matters now include more factors than what was being discussed in the first place. That's already too wordy. I, I, I know, feel... but thank you for taking that down. That was a good recap. Yeah, well, that's that's quoting you exactly. Right, that, that was the original quote. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now somehow windmilling has to be factored into that dynamic. Because this, this Vegas thing is windmilling. We'll get you trees because we're really into this tree equity BS. Right. Okay, we'll take them. Well, wait a minute. We have to have water. This is the but desert. I, we don't have water. If it gets any longer, it's it's going to be a manifesto. It's going from, you know, a company. <laughs> and then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live in a little log hut in Montana. A hut. And demand that the New York Times print my manifesto. Like Ted. Yeah. No more, no more yeah. Wyoming. My man. I'm going to move to Montana if I okay. get the hut. Got it. Don't, don't send me any mail, please, Joe. I yeah, won't. We're good. I won't send you any mail. <laughs> uh, more on trees from Scott Mature and Montana. On Friday, you read the piece on this administration funding the planting of trees in various cities to mitigate extreme heat in marginalized areas. Hmm. Brenda Mallory has said that these areas lack access to nature, but isn't this in direct contradiction to the 15-minute city? See, they, we have progressives who want us to live in a 15-minute city where everything in our needs is within 15 minutes. Got it. When they finally achieve their goal of the 15-minute city, and a majority of us are in a government car that can have extremely limited access to charging and can be turned off remotely, poor quality and unsafe public transportation, small Soviet-style cinder block housing with limitations to cooking and heat sources, and now preconditioning to accept staying at home for any number of reasons, heat, pandemics, air quality, etc., because it's not safe out there, then no one will have access to nature. Then all any of us will have access to is their designated green zones because nature will be off limits. Not sure it gets discussed much in Minnesota, but the government is scooping up land in Montana at an accelerated rate. No coincidence that we grow a lot of wheat and barley and raise a lot of beef here. Pushing back with access to nature, Scott Matura, Matura whose pronouns are mountain and mountainous. <laughs> when we discussed that, that was Friday, correct? Mm -hmm. Did we bring up the fact that nobody asked people, like, like in our case in Minneapolis or St. Paul, it would be in Minneapolis would be the north side, right? Mm-hmm. That's where they want to plant these trees. Yes. Did anybody ask the citizens of North Minneapolis how they feel about this? And if they had their, their priorities, where would money be thrown? Would yeah. it be at trees or would it be to make the streets and, and everything safe? Would they like the gunfire to keep going and the, the trees to grow or vice versa? Well, what they're they not doing? asked uh, because <clears throat> they don't know as well as the uh, people running the city. 
Yeah, the people in Washington know what's good for them. Is that that's what the takeaway that's is? Exactly it. Uh, can I give you a preview of Monday Night Sports Talk? Yes. You're going to talk farming? No. <laughs> I can link the NFL to Minneapolis's struggle with the Department of Public Safety. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The NFL, National Football League, with the Department of Public Safety of Minneapolis, where they have, oh, I don't know, 15 different people with roles that presume to be in charge of public safety. You lost Cedric the Entertainer. Now you got to find a new guy. They brought in that judge. He's got one position. Then you got a police chief, and you got all kinds of other people. In the meantime, there is no public safety. The car theft rate will set a record this year, for example. All right. In the NFL, they got about 25 coaches on each team. Okay. Okay. If you have 25, just as in Minneapolis, when you have 15 people in charge, nobody's in charge. It's the same way on an NFL team. You got 25 coaches all screaming from the press box vantage point with 22 seconds left on the clock, all screaming. No one's in charge. No one's well, in charge. The NF, the Vikings could revolutionize the league and themselves by having three coaches, a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a defensive coordinator. End of story. That's it. I don't disagree with anything you just said. The flaw in your argument, though, is every team operates the same way. Yeah, but now let them be unique and operate a new way. Because I want to know, I'll never, no one would ever be honest with me at the team, of course, how many people were talking to Cousins in his headset when he had his hands cupped to his helmet? How many people were talking to him, I wonder? Probably just... That, that's what you assume, but what's to keep an offensive coordinator from yelling down? I don't know. I what's don't know to how keep that... the wide receiver coach from yelling down? If he's got 15 people talking in his ear, you deserve to lose. We'll... That's my. That's it. Okay. I want to okay, stop now. There it is. That's stop. I'll stop. <laughs> we'll find out more <laughs> during Monday Night Sports Talk. Right. We know uh, when we return, uh, one of my predictions has come true. Really? And you'll. Uh, how long ago you made the prediction? Uh, well, you'll find out because you have kept those, haven't you? Kept all the uh, prediction oh, yeah. numbers. Yeah, they're right at my oh, fingertips. This yeah. was uh, <laughs> this was prediction number, I think, of one thousand one hundred thirty-six. Look that up, and then I'll corroborate that with you. Don't tell me what it is now. Okay, but look that up. Okay, no, one thousand one hundred thirty-six. Eleven thirty-six. He's got okay, it in his various documents. Yeah, I don't know if I've read that before. The Were there any amendments to that prediction? Did did it change no, down the line change. at any point? Eleven thirty-six. But James Hensley writes. I don't think I read this. Thank you, Precision Garage Door. I wanted to send an email thanking you for recommending Precision Garage Door. My house is currently on the market, and we have showings along with an open house lined up from now through the weekend. Uh, The wife and I returned home from shopping, and three minutes after we got inside, I heard a loud noise coming from the garage, and in my gut, I knew what it was. Did I read this one yet? I don't think I did. After further inspection, it was confirmed a broken spring. My first thought was, oh, man, I don't need this now. And my second thought was, I'm going to call Joe's guy, which isn't a guy, but it's the whole family. I called at 2.53 p.m. A young lady said they could do it from 3 to 5 or 6 to 8. I said, what day this week do you have these openings? She said, today. I said, that's great, and scheduled the 3 to 5 window. 
At 3.09, James, the technician, called to introduce himself and said he was in Hudson and could get to Maple Grove in about 50 minutes. Traffic must have been good because he arrived at 3.50, looked at the door, very clearly explained what he would be doing, and then got to work. Hmm. After replacing the spring, I could hear him raising and lowering the door, so I went out there. He was adjusting the opener so that it moved as smoothly as possible, and it does. After he was done, we talked for a little bit, uh, swapping fishing stories and sharing some of our favorite fishing spots. All this was done within the 3 to 5 p.m. window. Thank you, Precision Garage Door, for your prompt service and saving the day while I'm trying to sell my house. May I interject something here? Oh, that's yes. key. I have recently taken it upon myself to uh, purchase and install a couple of overhead garage doors, and I think I'm at the point now, my expertise is that that I, I can go into business and probably compete with Precision Garage Door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's my timeline. You call me up. I arrive at your place, and within three weeks, I'll have that door working half-ass, half-ass working. One day closer. It'll be kind of askew. It'll make weird noises. But let me tell you something. Three weeks, I'll have her done for you. It may or may not work. Either that, or you can call Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Do it the right way. Get it done the same day. Get it done correctly. PrecisionDoorMN.com or 612 Two six three six nine eight five. Okay, then. Everybody have a nice weekend. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you say the Minneapolis Department of Public Safety. What did I not- say? I, I, you might have said Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Minneapolis. Make, but, yeah, make sure you say uh, Minneapolis when you do that. I've got to roll my doze. All right. Uh, got her? I am ready. <laughs> Ready for what? Just whenever you guys are ready to come back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's their deer. Yeah. I don't need a camera for deer. All I got to do is look out my window. One of them. Let's see. Did I save it? The other day, a yard near me had deer and turkeys. Hmm. All-inclusive. This one walked right up to the camera and gave it a sniff. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready, Ken? Uh, no. Okay. Give me uh, 10 seconds. Look at the time. Yes, sir. Let's do a longer show. <clears throat> yes, sir. Longer. All right, I'm rolling. Yeah. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Get on that pocket computer, scroll over to uh, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. You're going to meet Rich, the owner. He's right there on the front page, owner, proprietor. 
And uh, you'll see the best safes ever made, fitting and filling your needs, our needs, customers. That's his deal. You're going to see him. The service, the advice, the guidance, everything you get from Rich will take all of the mystery out of the purchase process. I'm sure you have questions about safes, Liberty safes, when it comes to protecting your valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option here in the Midwest. He's been at it for over 30 years, and they have just the right unit that will fit your needs, and Rich will help you through that progress, uh, that process. Talk to him about what your expectations are, and he will, I mean, he's going to walk it home for you. He also offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services, including your automobile. Uh, and refurbishing and repair. If you haven't had a chance, please log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com and then stop in and say hi to the man himself, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, Maple Grove Lock and Safe. From Cowboy State Daily, a new electric vehicle battery factory in Kansas is demanding so much energy. How much energy is it demanding? That the state is delaying the retirement of a coal plant to make sure the EV plant (laughs) has enough power. (laughs) I love the government car. It's the $4 billion Panasonic electric vehicle battery factory in DeSoto, Kansas, built to help satisfy the Biden administration's efforts to get everyone into an EV. They won't get me in one. I do not want a government car. It also will help extend the life of a coal-fired power plant. The Japanese company was slated to receive $6.8 billion from the Inflation Reduction Act, ah. which has been pouring billions into electric vehicles and battery factories as part of its effort to transition America away from fossil fuels. <laughs> The Kansas City Star reported that the factory will require between 200 and 250 megawatts of electricity to operate. That's roughly the amount of power needed for a small city. In testimony to the Kansas City Corporation Commission, which is the state's equivalent of the Wyoming Public Service Commission, a representative of a representative of Evergy, The utility serving the factory said that the 4 million square foot Panasonic facility creates near-term challenges from a resource adequacy perspective. As a result, the utility will continue to burn coal at a power plant near Lawrence, Kansas, and it will delay plants to transition units at the plant to natural gas. Now you've got the environmentalists upset. The situation reflects an ignored fact about EVs. They require enormous amounts of energy to produce. Mm-hmm. A 15-pound lithium-ion battery holds about the same amount of energy as a pound of oil. To make that battery, it requires 7,000 pounds of rock and dirt to get the minerals that go into that battery. The average EV battery weighs around 1,000 pounds. See you. All of that mining and factory processing produces a lot more carbon dioxide emissions than a gas-powered car. So EVs have to be driven around 50 to 60,000 miles before there's a net reduction in uh, output of pollutants. Hmm. 
Hi, uh, uh, Emily, Emily Arthun, CEO of the American Coal Council, was in Washington, D.C. this week speaking with federal lawmakers and members of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Arthurn lives in Gillette, Wyoming, told Cowboy State Daily that there's a growing recognition of the need for coal to supply baseload power. <laughs> I, I met with senators and representatives <laughs> who understand that we're going to need coal for far longer than people are talking about, Arthun said. The Inflation Reduction Act, which hasn't done anything to reduce inflation, has it? No. But wait, but it says it in the name. That means I know, it's working. I, I wish it did work. Oh. Aims to produce more energy industries here in America, and Arthun said there's a growing recognition that these are energy-intensive. People are starting to understand that energy needs are increasing and these premature coal-fired power plant closures are a liability. Representative Cyrus Western, Cyrus, Republican Bighorn, okay, told Cowboy State Daily that many people are unaware of how energy is produced to create a reliable grid. Kilowatts don't fall out of the sky. No. Besides energy demand for the industrial capacity in America, there will be more demands placed on the grid to charge these vehicles. Well, you know the drill, folks. These are government cars. We are poorly led, and this is yet another example of so many entities involved in the production of just one item that there is no way for this massive government where the buck never stops, there is no way for them to even have a system of checks and balances. There was no one in Washington to say, well, wait a minute. Do we understand clearly how much energy is going to be required to produce 1,000-pound batteries? No, no, nobody cares. Did anyone say that? No. (laughs) Did anyone say, do we all understand what it will do to the earth to mine the minerals required to create a 1,000-pound battery? And do any of us here care about the fact that in many cases uh, there is so much corruption in the mines owned and run by Chinese authorities in Africa that you have children involved and mothers with their children trying to pluck these precious metals out of the ground in exchange for a nickel so they can eat. Did we ever stop to think about that, anyone? Never been brought up. Have we we ever seen an eight-year-old on a uh, oil platform drilling for oil? (laughs) Have we ever seen that? Not, Not yet. Can you imagine, though, the price of those uh, commodities if they were mined in the United States? Mm-hmm. we got to keep them in China, Joe. Come mm-hmm. on. That's how America works. Uh, you mentioned we're poorly led. Did you see uh, Ocasio-Cortez on oh. Face the Nation over oh. the weekend? No, and if I knew she would have been on, I would not have watched it. <laughs> I think it might be a case of windmilling because she was asked by the host, and I'm going to have to paraphrase here, why she still owns uh, Tesla, 
um, an Elon Musk made car uh, made by uh, non-union factories. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, uh, she said, I think last fall that she was looking into trading it in and blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, Chris. You got it. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union made electric vehicle, but you buy, but you currently have a non-union made Tesla. <laughs> UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no, the, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV, but that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now so we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon i'm hearing the fred flintstone backpedal sounder <laughs> she blamed it that there wasn't a vaccine joe that's why. yeah i love how she twisted it and not once was a normal car brought up what are your thoughts there joe that is uh yep such small potatoes uh, multiply her incompetence by whatever number you want to choose in Washington, D.C., where there is no shame. Uh, she has no shame in being a hypocrite. Uh, you've yeah. got a New Jersey, is it a senator or a rep? Menendez. Uh, he's he's a, a rep, right? I a believe. rep. Uh, apparently, allegedly taking bribes. And they find gold bars in his house and pocket stuff full of cash. And, and uh, they think they have the goods on him. And his only response is trying to figure out a different way he'll run in the primary. He has no, he has no shame. There's no shame. You've got Fetterman who needs to be at the Hayes residence on Randolph yes, Avenue. Yes, Hayes in, Haven. In St. Paul. God's little leaker. Uh, you've got... You've got people in walkers. Uh, I'm going to be in one soon. I'm not ripping walkers. But you've got such a geriatric set trying to cling to this. If it isn't clear, it is not clear. It's not clear to the American public. You, We have all been deceived. These people have no interest in our welfare. Zero interest in the welfare okay. of American citizens. All Zero right. They're Help there for here. their own game. <clears throat> Help me out here. I just had a thought, and you might have to talk me off the ledge. Nothing's ever going to change. This, You can be as optimistic as you want about the, the Republicans running a viable candidate or the Democrats finally pulling their heads out of their ass. It, nothing's going to change. It's going to remain the third rail. The only way things are going to change if the government completely and totally fails. The government needs to shut down for a year or more so we can start over. Talk me out of that. I I don't think that would work. A, they're not going to let it shut down. They'll have a miraculous agreement Thursday. They always do. Mm -hmm. And B, uh, you're you're right when you said this will never change because it has become too vast yeah it's just too big and too all intrusive of american life none of it having anything to do with american life 
only affecting American life. The two examples we just gave, Cortez and this idiot from, where'd you say, New York? New Jersey. Jersey. That's proof that nothing will ever change. She actually said our car was purchased during the pandemic before a vaccine had come out. Yeah, I, I don't know what a vaccine had to do with the purchase of a car. Nothing, doesn't. nothing whatsoever. I, I think her and point she, was, which makes no sense anyway, is that they had to drive and they couldn't take, you know, public transportation. They couldn't oh. fly. They, they couldn't take the train, that kind of thing. And nice. they couldn't pull up to a gas <clears throat> pump and fill up a car full exactly. of gas and drive that. Mm-hmm. Well, the e, the EV movement had started in time for her to be on board with it so i suppose she thought it looked good when the, they i presume she's talking about her guy uh she and her guy thought well we better for looks buy a, an electric car but the fact that she bought it from musk a non-union outfit mm-hmm. and when what do democrats preach all the time unions 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 mm-hmm. and you unions uh i i hope you clearly understand how the demand for EVs is going to affect your livelihood. This is a strike brought about by the Biden administration. Hmm. The car companies can't make money making EVs. And so they can't they can't come up with 40% wage increases. So but back to my question, what's it going to take? To get change. Uh, let me see if I have your answer. Donald J. Trump. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. Drop the mic. It's tremendous. I, uh, let me see if I have this. <clears throat> oh, it was an email. It's not going to change. It, no, I'll answer my own question. It's never going to change, Kay. Let it's me only, be the voice yeah, of uh, Yeah, doom. I know, John. I know the answer to my question. It, it, not only will it not change, it's going to get worse. But that's why so many people that that vote, they, they feel hep- helpless, right? Because they they understand that no matter what their intentions might be, none of this is going to we are turn- matter. You, Chris, we're turning into the USSR. We're just worker bees, yeah. and we have nothing to do with just our own future. Keep- we cannot... Yeah, we have no control of our own destiny. Keep your mouth. Before it's too late. Remember Khrushchev's prediction? This is a sobering reminder. It's almost 62 years since Russia's Khrushchev delivered this. Many of you may not remember his quote or even were alive when Mr. Khrushchev of the Soviet Union made his remarks. On September 29, 1959, here was his entire quote. Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we'll keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you finally wake up and find you already, you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. Ian goes on. Remember, socialism leads to communism. So how do you create a socialist state? There are nine levels of control. Read the following recipe. One, health care. Control health care and you control the people. Two, poverty. Increasing the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything for them. Three, debt. 
increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you're able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. For gun control, remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you're able to create a police state. Number five is welfare. Take control of every aspect, food, housing, income of their lives because that will make them fully dependent on the government. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to and take control of what children learn in school. Religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools because the people need to believe in only the government knowing what's best for the people. Class warfare. Divide the people into wealthy and the poor. Eliminate the middle class. This will cause more discontent and will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. And number nine, control the media. Not much left for our comrade Jacinda to do. As I read through each point, I realised while I was reading just how far we have followed that road. It really is quite devastating. I'll leave it with you. Joe? Wow. I, I hate to be that guy again. Oh, oh come Christ. on, John. No. Khrushchev never made those remarks. Well, I don't care the, who made them. They're true. Yeah, somebody oh, else Harvey. Somebody else made the whole thing up and attributed no, he made the, up. The, he made the initial quote. He did not at the oh. United Nations. That's where everybody says they came from. And when you see a transcript of that speech, his speech basically uh, was talking about ending the Cold War and cutting down missiles. Had nothing to do with socialism. You know what? I socialism. don't care. I still believe it. I don't care if that was made last week. Every well, whoever, word of yeah. that is yes. true. Somebody made it up, but it wasn't you know, Nikita Khrushchev. Is, is the only point I made. Just got ejected. Thanks, John. Just got ejected. <laughs> Just got you should, ejected. Can you send that to Reavers so we can have a clean audio version who, uh, of that? Who is the fellow I'm reading to see who this is. Just for curiosity's sake. It's a guy in New Zealand. It sounded like AI, didn't it? it? sent to me. It sounded like AI with an accent. Rook, yeah. look up Khrushchev's remarks at UN... 1959. Well, Joe, let's not get mired down in that because I think the it, the words he was saying, everything is true. And if it was, I don't care if it was written last week. It kind of echoes what, remember Paul Harvey had a mm -hmm. famous show in the 60s about if I were the devil. If yeah. I were the devil? Yep. Yeah. He'd do, he'd do such and such. <clears throat> uh, everything mentioned there is happening. But we haven't totally succumbed to everything mentioned. Not there. yet. But we're not, from what we've discussed already, we're not able to turn this around. We've got no plan to turn this around. Republicans are not going to win the next um, presidential election. On September 18th, 59, Khrushchev addressed the UN General Assembly. An unofficial transcript of this speech by the New York Times shows no evidence that Khrushchev ever made the remarks attributed to him on social media. In the address, he called for gradual disarmament to an end to the Cold War. Nowhere does the outliner plan to introduce socialism to the U.S. by a piecemeal strategy. Multiple sources can confirm that his visit to the U.S. concluded on case okay, 27th of September. And, which means he could not have addressed the U.N. General Assembly on September 29th, 59, as alleged uh, in the post on that's social the guy, media. This date, that's the date this guy gave. Uh, so he, was, he, had a, he left on the 27th. Mm -hmm. uh, Let me amend my... his shoe on the desk? On he, September 23rd, in another address before the U.N. Yeah. 
he alluded to the replacement of capitalism by socialism in the context of contemporary colonial struggles. Hmm. Uh, his quote, the full quote is, it should be clear to everyone that there is no means and no force which can halt this struggle of the peoples for their liberation. For it's a great historic process, one of ever-growing and invincible power. It may be possible to prolong the dominion of one state over another for a year or two, but just as in the past, the bourgeois order of things come to replace uh, feudalism, and as now, socialism is replacing capitalism, so colonial slavery is giving place to freedom. Such are the rules of human development, and only adventurers can believe that mountains of corpses and millions of victims will delay the advent of a radiant future. Didn't he attend, uh, didn't he visit a farm in Iowa? Yes. Yeah. And I believe he and the farmer got along famously. Mm. He was, he was, he enjoyed his visit to the farm. Nice. Mm, potato vodka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can amend what I, uh, I said something about a Republican not winning. Uh, uh, I changed that to a sane person. Right. With American values will not win uh, the next election. I don't care whose party they're in. I've done everything by scooter lately because the weather's been so good. I want to prolong the scooter season with my scooter that's tended for me by EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. And right now, Scootstar Electric Bikes, 25% off MSRP. Beach Star, Step Through Electric Bikes, $14.99. Bintelli Electric Bikes. On sale starting at thirteen ninety nine, and this is the intriguing one. If you're an old timer, okay. Yamaha full suspension mountain electric bikes on sale for thirty four ninety nine. That's a grand off MSRP, and those That's provide nice a tremendously comfortable ride. All the gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Yeah, the snowmobiles. You might want to get your name on one now. You know it's going to snow. ATVs are in stock, youth recreational equipment, helmets, apparel service, and a great pickup and delivery program for 270 bucks. Your scooter gets put into the into storage, dry storage, with a tune-up and battery tending and the whole winter. deal. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on 97, immediately west of 35. And in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Well, can we find out who did say that? That was a real downer, John. I guess I'm well. not blaming you. I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming you. It was a real downer. I am. Uh, I uh, saw this about a year ago, the same thing, and I, there's no way on earth he said that, so I looked it up about a year ago. That's the only reason. And I didn't have, find an area to stop you because I didn't want to go, hey, wait, Joe, you know, uh, that's not Ronald true. Ronald Reagan delivered this to the Orange County Press Club in 61. Uh, he alleged that three months before his last visit to this country, Nikita Khrushchev said, we can't expect the American people to jump from capitalism to communism. But we can assist their electric, elected leaders in giving them small doses of socialism until they waken one day to find they have communism. Better dead than red, right? 
Or is it better read than I remember my old man taking me outside and saying, let's see if we can see Sputnik. In 1957, Sputnik was launched. Okay. Of course, we didn't see it, but his point, I, I think the point was that he must have thought, you know, dreadful things were coming our way because those evil commies well, the Cold War had and, this satellite launched, you know. And they were going to be spying on us. Yeah, exactly. But then didn't Sputnik just kind of... Uh, so Kenny was wondering, can this change and this be stopped? And that led me to go to my email from my friend Rexy and play for you that spot. Uh, shame on me. It didn't occur to me to... Uh, and that's why I didn't want to air that um, press conference thing I was telling you about before we went live with the council. Yeah. You know, it, it's all on us. It's a collective us problem with that. But nevertheless, <clears throat> everything that was said right. is happening. Yeah. It's just happening in doses that aren't over. Well, in some cases, overwhelming. I think education has failed. Uh, religion, we've certainly seen the attack on religion. Uh, but then if you get away from the headlines, you get away from the TV and the radio, and you drive a motorcycle through Colorado, uh, you'd think it's hell of a country. Well, I don't know uh, what to say. No, you coined it 100 years ago. You get further, the further you get away from the tall buildings, the, better you know, it is. the more America you get. And that's what's so frustrating about being away from the tall. We have no say in our own future. I was driving home from a wedding Saturday night, rural Minnesota. Thunderstorm rolling in, right? About 8 o'clock at now, about 7.30 at night, because it was still light out. Boy, that's a lucky, lucky wedding that you got out of. In a field in the middle of nowhere, there were 25 beat-up pickup trucks, 100 kids, bonfire. And I'm thinking... Fuck. Ooh, I almost said the F word. You did say you it. Did. You did say it, yeah. I said, fuck. <laughs> I stopped at fuck. Far away from the country's tallest buildings, a bunch of kids just enjoying life. And that's there's still pieces of it out there, is I right. guess what I'm trying and, to and say. The, and the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the fire would have been a car on fire at Lake and Yeah, Hennepin, and everyone would have been getting held up at breaking windows. Right. Yeah. I uh, I think a lot of younger people are just so, uh, for instance, I have a younger child you people may know who says it doesn't matter. It's all fake. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. What's fake? Everything. He, he, well, he that's has not no, true. Well, he well, has no faith. In, well, see, Kenny's shaking his head. I think Kenny. He has no faith in I, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm on Dill's side. I have no faith in the political <clears throat> process anymore. Zero. Yeah. I have no faith in it at all. So he, he doesn't pay a lot of attention except every now and then to badmouth somebody who he sees something online about. So Ben surprised me over the weekend. Him and his buddy Ted are... Town Council, this is depressing, isn't it? <laughs> him and his buddy Ted have been researching campaign financing and contributions from big donors. It'd be he and, and his buddy, but that's okay. And uh, <laughs> you, you don't listen to anything, do you? It's just all 
grammatical yeah. English teacher <laughs> bullshit That's with right. you, isn't it? You have no idea what I was talking about. See, we're also campaign donations. We're all depressed, and now we're going to go turn on each other. And <laughs> they're discover they're discovering that everything is bullshit. You know, n- none of these people we have in office represent us. They represent whoever gives them the biggest check. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people that write the big checks are the ones controlling our future. Look at Fetterman. How can he possibly? Who's that other dipshit that lied about everything, including his? Well, all of them. All of them. Yeah. No, this guy. <laughs> this guy won the won the ribbon though. He was number one in. Oh, line. the guy from New York. Yeah. Uh, he lied about. It. He doesn't even know who he Santos? is. He lied. Uh, Santos. Oh, the guy oh, in the sweatpants Santos. with no, the that's stroke. That's Fetterman. That's Santos. Fetterman. Yeah, this Santos. Guy's Santos in New York. We, he doesn't even know who he is. Well, he lied about be. He's not. Did, did he lie about being gay? What I don't did he know. lie about? He, he lied, lied about, about everything. everything. And he was a, a, a nationality. Was he Jewish? Yeah, he, he thinks he is. Him. He doesn't know. Well, we have a secret a transportation secretary who got the job because he's gay. That's his only qualification. Yeah. Buttigieg knows nothing about his job. But what's he introduced to the job? All of the things that keep common sense from prevailing. Equity, inclusion, diversity. Uh, obs, obfuscate. What is that word? That's obfuscating. His that's, his, that's his job. Um, it's just roil up the waters, make everything confusing what's, and stupid. What's really depressing is how many people either don't give a shit about this or don't pay any attention. What are we supposed to do about it? I don't know. John, I do not need yeah. you to break in today's <laughs> okay. uh, newscast. Uh, Joe, one other thing, just in case that story you talked about before, you know, that also appears to be a fake story. <laughs> I don't want to, I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up after this because then I have to, even the Telegraph has removed it from their website. Oh, the cooking girl story? The who? Are you talking about the commie story? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, uh, the ambas- spirit and, cook? Yes, yeah. I haven't brought it up, have I? No, you haven't. And I think I, off I was, the air I did. Yes, and I, I was just trying to say if you bring it up. Now, okay, let's not do that. We'd, story. Have the, we'd have the same thing. I'd go. I'm throwing excuse, that away. Excuse, excuse me, Joe. Apparently, this might be a fake. That's why ball. you're there, John. I'm trying. I'm trying. The problem. I'm just here to bring you people down. You know, that's all. That's right. You know, we should talk about. We should talk about this when we sign off. The. Uh, I was at a wedding this weekend too. Because all of this is solvable. And I got home, I Ubered home at about, uh, I don't know, quarter to one. And uh, I did a handstand. What? I'm looking at it. My nephew was holding me up. I just sent it out to you guys. Where, where, text. where was this? Uh, this was at, this was in Roseville. My, uh, uh, it my looks nephew like he's, got married. Oh, it's a kid. I'm not going to say. No, that's little Jake. Jake yeah. is just a fantastic That's kid. a lot of work for little Jake to hold up those tree trunks. How did trunks? you not crush oh, him? I, uh, I fell with grace. <laughs> Who's grace? If I, if I remember. Yeah, grace. If I remember correct. Uh, we ready? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Rolling. Cannot stop him. You just make a move. Just rain. <laughs> Is it going to rain? Are we done? I think Hello? we're done. <laughs> um, Call me now. <laughs> Is it raining where you're at? 
You're not going to believe this one. Yeah, I'm supposed to do this here now, right, Chris? Yes. This is this is all Kenny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Bugs Be Gone is safe for all finishes, including cast iron pots. What? Really? Oh, really? Me and uh, me and the boy were sitting in the shop at the table, and you know, talking about. Do you eat? Do you eat in the shop? Uh, well. That's where I've got my cast iron refurbishing center set up, oh, and I have a, a I have a bottle of uh, Bugs Be Gone sitting on the table there, and I'm reading it, and it says it gives all the uses, and it says even in the kitchen too, and I'm like, what? Wait what a minute! Like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, where are the see again, again, you do not listen to the what's <laughs> being said. You only, you only listen no, you to this pots, like you got, you're a you goddamn English teacher sitting up there with a ruler in Tell your me hand. More about the Just shut your mouth for a second and try wow. to find the moral of the story. Holy Tell me about the center. <laughs> He's got a whole department. <laughs> the cast iron department. So I walk over to the cast iron center. Yes. Where I've got a pot. I've got a tiny little pot the size of an ashtray. It's in a vat of, um, of vinegar. I pull it out of there. I, and I spray. I fill the little thing up with this seafoam. Bugs be gone. And the old seasoning that I'm trying to get off there starts melting away immediately. Seriously? I couldn't believe what I'm seeing. Uh, and I know bug season is just about done. I mean, if you're seeing bugs in your windshield now, congratulations. I envy you because I love bugs in my windshield because it means dosing it with seafoam and watching them slide down the glass. Seafoam uh, bugs be gone season almost over, but it's not too late to use it in your kitchen because it's safe. It's a water-based formula. It leaves no film, no haze when it's dry. Uh, it's non-toxic. And we can use it not only on all our toys, we can use it on our cast iron pots. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you you know what? I'm going to challenge you, GLers. Find um, find another use for Seafone Bugs Be Gone and send me an email. And make sure you use improper English when you send me that uh, <laughs> email because <clears throat> the old professor uh, can't. You know can't, why, uh, GLers? Everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> but I just, in closing, just another wonderful, wonderful product that really works from Seafoam. Fifty nine sixty. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't right. believe my, my own eyes. Yeah. It was <laughs> dot, just dot, amazing. Dot. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. The newly named director of Minnesota's Marijuana Regulatory Agency left the job after one day after being appointed by Governor we, Walls. We hardly knew you. She didn't last as long as Aaron Rodgers. Boy, we had high <laughs> hopes, didn't we? Uh, in NPR News, APM. Tell vetting process you got there, Gov. Reports investigation found that she ran a business that sold products that exceeded state limits on THC potency, <laughs> owed money to former associates, and accumulated tens of thousands of dollars in tax liens. Erin Dupree was appointed Thursday to head the new state office of cannabis management, but a review of her background raised serious questions about her record and how thoroughly the governor's administration checked it before she got the job. A website for Lunacy Cannabis Company, which was owned by Dupree, advertised products with THC content far above what was legally allowed starting in July of 2022. Mr. Suchere. Well, two things. Uh, I would have started the vetting process with the term lunacy. Uh, that, yeah. That's kind of a tip-off to that me. That would have been a red flag. And number two, if she was poorly vetted, aren't they all poorly vetted? Right. What haven't yeah. we caught? 
I mean, you had a you had a direct, Walls as director of education. Remember, we're supposed to remember that name. Heather Mueller. Thank you. Yep. Uh, not a word we've heard from her yet. But under her watch, you had two hundred fifty million dollars scammed by Somalis. Wasn't she vetted? Not that she personally was. I don't think she's illegal. What whatever right. I'm trying to say yes. is, trying to say? but she was the head of the deal. Right. Who are mm-hmm. you vetting? You people were poorly led. And then in the story yesterday in the paper, if you read it, uh, he first the governor said, "I take full responsibility," but then every paragraph after, he was blaming the people who didn't check her out. Basically, he went for PJ that, Fleck on it. It was weird as hell. It was like, yeah, I don't know what happened in the process. He's after just not he much took, of a guy. Oh, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, but so he, he did this, John. He did the same thing with the food fraud. Remember when he was mm-hmm. grilled about that during the campaign, and he said. I was just shocked. Yep, that's well, basically what happened through this entire well, it's story. the people you hired, Walsh. Yep. Minneapolis is coming close to breaking its record for auto thefts in a year. According to Minneapolis Police Department records, there have been 6,114 motor vehicle thefts since the first of the year. That's about a 50% increase from the same time a year ago when there were 4,110 auto thefts. The city set a record last year with 6,283 total. At the current pace, Minneapolis will establish a new auto theft record well before the end of this year, probably within the next month. Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vita chairs the Public Safety Committee, and she told our 5 Eyewitness News this week her committee will start talking about ways that the city and MPD might be able to better combat the dramatic rise in car thefts. Vita said the St. Paul Police Department and the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office have had good success combating the problem in their jurisdictions with auto thefts down about 36% in those areas. I've asked you, Reverse. Yes, sir. To make a very serious effort to get Shivanti Sandanathan on the air, mm-hmm. have you done a follow-up? The previous form of communication mm-hmm. is no longer an option, meaning she shut off direct messaging. Oh. So I'm going to have to find another avenue. And her house apparently, or allegedly, is for sale. Uh, not a word has oh, been spoken really? to mm-hmm. uh, anyone uh, in the media that I'm aware of. And I... Uh, Really, really, really would enjoy talking to her. And uh, I want you to do the best you can. You too, would you get on it? Just yeah, find this like woman and, to, and uh, say, look, discuss. you got to come on with us. Hmm. Uh, you were a vice chair of the uh, either the state party or the city party, and you were an anti-police. You were a defunder, and then you get the crap beat out of you, and now, now you're not a defunder. Where are you? I would love to talk and that's, to her. And that's the very reason why she will not come on and probably won't face any more media unless they're you know, I mean, friendly. she hasn't even been on the old neighbor. Right. No. Yeah. And that's the Have reason gone on why. Have yet? <clears throat> nope. My sweet Vanita? This gal did this morning, <clears throat> I believe, the cannabis woman. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But that's why she won't go on, and even the most genteel of hosts... They have to ask that question, Joe. They know they do, and right. she knows that too, and that's why she won't go on. You'd think she'd go on NPR at the very least. Yeah. Health they won't bar- ask her. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> Kathy would ask her. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be the first thing she'd ask. Yeah. 
Health Partners is continuing to expand in Woodbury, breaking ground this month on a new $50.5 million clinic offering specialty care services in the East Metro suburb. That project is another sign that health systems are resuming capital investments after the shocks from the first months of the COVID-19 pandemic and ballooning expense with ongoing staffing problems. Based in Bloomington, Health Partners says the new 55,000 square foot two-story facility is needed keep up with patient demand in Woodbury and nearby communities. The health system expects it'll be completed by winter of 2024. The Republican-controlled House of Representatives is due to try to advance steep spending cuts this week that stand no chance of becoming law and might force a partial shutdown of the U.S. government by next oh, Sunday. No, not that. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy sought to avoid that scenario when he hammered out a spending agreement with Democratic President Biden this spring, but some members of the party have threatened to depose him if he does not support steeper cuts that are sure to be rejected by the Senate. Hundreds of thousands of federal workers would be furloughed and a wide range of services from financial oversight to medical research would be suspended. If Congress doesn't provide funding for the new fiscal year, that would start on October 1st, which is next Sunday. Congress typically misses that deadline and passes stopgap spending bills to avoid disruption while they finish up their work. But McCarthy has been unable so far to muster support for a temporary spending extension as a group of hardline Republicans have refused to go along. McCarthy has put the stopgap bill on hold and instead will advance legislation uh, legislation that reflects conservative priorities. When the House comes back tomorrow, lawmakers will take up four spending bills for the coming fiscal year that would impose new restrictions on abortion access, undo an $11 billion Biden administration climate initiative, and resume construction of the Mexico-U.S. border wall. McCarthy said lawmakers who had blocked spending bills last week were now more willing to cooperate. He told reporters this morning, apparently they're willing to work now, so we could have an opportunity. It is a legitimate question. It can it can it can take you down the road of right wing conspiracy nonsense, but we do send billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine to mm-hmm. help them secure their border, and mm-hmm. our border is wide open. <coughs> That's all I had to say. Is that irony? I don't know what they're No, it's stupidity. Maybe it's not wide open enough. Maybe the government does need to shut down and everything stops and there's no more Social Security checks and there's no more border guards and there's no more nothing. And that's the only way things are going to change. Six months of complete and total anarchy. (coughs) Excuse me. A Washington Post ABC poll shows President Biden trailing former President Trump by 10 percentage points. Although... Some of the folks who watch polls say uh, this is probably an outlier because most of the other polls have the two pretty much neck and neck. The poll cites the economy, immigration, and Biden's age as reasons respondents are having their doubts about him running again as the Democratic candidate. This is going to be the longest 13 and a half It's going to be a very it's, strange year. Oh, my God. That's all we're going to hear about for the... Okay, yeah. Meanwhile, Minnesota Representative Dean Phillips said in a podcast release today he is still considering challenging President Biden. No, I mean, Dean, you don't have the answer. <laughs> run, Dean, run! Dean, yeah. Yeah, Dean, please. Uh, Dean said, quote, I am thinking about it. I haven't ruled it out. He told that to political strategist Steve Schmidt on Friday on his podcast, The Warning. Phillips said, I think there are people who are more proximate better prepared to campaign with national organizations, have national name recognition, which I do not have. But he said, I'm concerned there is no alternative. 
Um, Rook, you have been assigned with the following. Are you ready? Yes. Frank Caliendo, former fan of the show, is going to be in town September 27th and 28th. We should see if we can get him on. Secondly, and more importantly, retweeted from the Garage Logic podcast Twitter account. Frank was issued a challenge. And that challenge was can you do your impress impression of Donald Trump but in a Batman mask? And he succeeded. <laughs> A lot of people are saying I'm the best Batman. Sleepy Joker, Insane Bane, Nancy Pelosi. They all know I'm keeping Gotham City great. It's a beautiful city. It's a wonderful city. And I'm doing a very, very good job. Don't believe the fake news. They think I'm a vigilante. I'm not a vigilante. I'm a very, very good bat guy. So, Very good bat guy? Very good bat was, guy. He was in his Batman costume. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Frank, you're brilliant. That was very funny. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of former President Trump, he used his Truth Social account for, well, threats this weekend. He pledged to investigate Comcast, the parent company of NBC and MSNBC, if he's elected in 2024, saying they should be investigated for its, quote, country-threatening treason. Earlier during the weekend, he had this to say about the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley. This will be a time for all citizens of the U.S. to celebrate. This guy turned out to be a woke train wreck who, if the fake news reporting is correct, it's kind of doesn't make sense if the fake news reporting is correct, was actually dealing with China to give them a heads up on the thinking. This is an act so egregious that in times gone by, the punishment would have been death. Meanwhile, as the prosecutions of Trump have accelerated, so too have threats against law enforcement authorities, judges, elected officials, and others. The threats, in turn, are prompting protective measures, a legal effort to curb his angry and sometimes incendiary public statements, and a renewed concern about the potential for an election campaign into which Trump has promised retribution. Given the attack on the Capitol by Trump supporters January 6, 2021, security experts, law enforcement officials, and others are warning about the potential for lone wolf attacks or riots by angry or troubled Americans who have taken the heated rhetoric seriously. Senator Robert Menendez, Democrat of New Jersey, returned today to Union City, the community where he rose to political prominence to offer a clear answer to former allies who want him to resign in the face of federal bribery charges, simply saying, no, I won't. He said the allegations leveled against him are just that, allegations. Menendez said, I recognize that this will be the biggest fight yet. Not only will I be exonerated, I will still be New Jersey's senior senator. It was the first time he had appeared publicly since federal prosecutors in Manhattan unsealed a 39-page indictment on Friday that accused him and his wife, Nadine Menendez, of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes in exchange for wielding his political influence to benefit the government of Egypt and business associates in New Jersey. Investigators found $550,000 in cash and 13 bars of gold bullion during a search of a safe deposit box at the couple's home in Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey. Uh, he did say this morning at the press conference uh, that he had withdrawn the money from the bank uh, because it's more secure to leave it in his house. So that's why he had all that she, cash. Uh, oh, okay. He met Nadine at the IHOP. She got the exactly. giant fake cans and the yeah. whole deal. You know. And I've seen through the pictures of he kept the money in the envelopes. I don't know, man. I don't know, yeah. In the event of a worldwide crash, will gold retain its value? Is there a chance that gold will ever crash? What's he going to do, take a bar of gold to the grocery store? No, I'm talking apocalyptic, end of the know. world, everything's, everything's no, gone. No, if that's south. the end of the world, then gold won't make any difference. 
How about an EV? You know what John McClain's Don McClain's idea is in the event of a, a big worldwide crash? No. Cigarettes. Oh, to own yep. as many as possible? Have as many cigarettes Truck as possible. Yep. It's going to be the new currency, That's cigarettes. Right. Cigarettes yeah. would be good. Yeah. And booze. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Screenwriters, union leaders, and Hollywood studios have reached a tentative agreement to end their strike after nearly five months, raising hopes that a crippling shutdown of film and television filming is near an end. Actors, though, do remain on strike, but movement on the writers' demands could mean the actors will find a resolution soon as well. The Writers Guild of America announcing the deal last night in a joint statement with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the group that represents studios, streaming services, and production companies and negotiations. That agreement must be approved by the Guild's board and members before the strike officially ends, and that could happen this week. An attempt to make a very amateur link. Who's noticed? I was thinking the same thing. Hey, I'm it? thinking the yeah. government's going to shut down here in a couple days. Well, who the hell is going to notice that? You know what I mean? Has the Hollywood strike impacted your life? It's hurt small businesses. Sure. It's hurt the people who cater to them sure. and, and what It hasn't you. affected my life one bit. I don't know that I'm missing anything. What about what that government? Drew Barrymore show? You need to watch that every day, don't you? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> the government shutdown probably would have a bit more of an impact, though. Especially to say to those of us who have social security checks. When did we shut down If it last? shuts down, John, you still get a social security check. <laughs> oh, thank God. Are you sure about that? Yeah. 2018? When did we shut down? Was it 2018? I don't recall, Chris. I don't know, Chris. Eventually, though, those social security checks are going to stop. And the IRS is going to stop collecting money. And everything's going to crash. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need. And we need cigarettes. Anarchy. You want anarchy in the U.K.? Shit. He with the most bullets wins. <laughs> I was right. The most recent shutdown was in 2018 when the government was shut down a record 36 days. Boy, we even remember that. In the state wow. or the feds? The U.S. Uh, that was a Trump presidency. The U.S. is on the verge of a 22nd government shutdown in five decades with Congress facing a September 30th deadline to pass appropriation bills to fund the government. There you go. So they happen every once in a while. Five years ago. You know, what are you going to do? Is that why we elected them? So they couldn't? Yes. <laughs> hey, they still get paid. Come on. Even if there's a shutdown. Former President Jimmy Carter and former First Lady Rosalind Carter made a surprise trip to the Plains Peanut Festival in Plains, Georgia on Saturday. Despite right, that both gave me the bad cartoon bubble. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. What? In a wheelbarrow? Yeah. I think. What the... <laughs> Carters, both born in Plains, rode in a black SUV through the festival while attendees took pictures and waved at them. A beautiful day for President and Mrs. Carter to enjoy a ride through the Plains Peanut Vest Festival, the Carter Center wrote on X. We're betting peanut butter ice cream is on the menu for hashtag. Yeah, we don't care, John. We don't care. Hey, can you do Jimmy Carter? Frank, can you do Jimmy Carter? No. No, right. Uh, this is Jimmy Carter. Are we on? Am I? Am I on? You're you on. Are. We just go right on it. That's oh, why we interrupted uh, the news, Frank. Uh, Did you guys just I mean, call Caliendo? Yes. yes. No, he oh, called yeah. us. I just texted him, and he responded, and he's coming to town. <laughs> you want to join us on the show when you're in town? Hi, Frank. Uh, no, I'm just doing this phone call. I interrupted him to get me on. Then I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come in." I, I, I there's some. Uh, there must have been some kind of miscommunication, uh, and uh, that's you know I, people always say that when they're lying. But I, I actually did say 
is I, I said to somebody in PR over there, I said, Hey, Garage Logic, I'd love to go on there too. Yeah. Uh, and never heard anything about it. So, but, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, you, you just uh, blamed us. You yes, just turned did. it around and blamed us. That's awesome. No, no, I, no, I don't even think it was you. I don't think it was you. I thought, I, I, my guess is that somebody who just, they didn't know what to, you know, they don't. They never I, heard I, of I, us. Yeah, you can I say didn't it. Want to say it out loud. Yeah, you I know. can say yeah, it. You can our, say it. Forced our hand. When, when are you at Acme? Acme is Wednesday. What's today? Monday. Yeah. So that's right. When Rook texted me, "Do you want to come in?" I'm like, "Yeah, but can I call really quick?" Because people need a day to get. You know, if they're, you know, I'll come in on you know Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, but please do. Tickets available left for. This Wednesday, which is the 28th and 20, no, 27th and 28th. Yes. So Wednesday and Thursday in there, it's about, it's, they're getting close to sold out, but they're not sold out yet. So acmecomedycompany.com or frankonstage.com. Okay. And we'll do a lot of bat drop. It's going to be very, very good. The likes, <laughs> which I'm saving Gotham City from the likes of the Riddler, Nancy Pelosi. And a lot of other people. There's a tremendous amount of people. What state? What are we doing? What are we... Where, did, where did Trump get that little, he got that whisper thing? It's like he took it from Biden. Right. Yeah. Like he thought that yeah. worked from Biden. Biden yeah. does that. Oh, politics is science. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. And then he freaked. Then he yells on top of the whisper. Oh yeah, it's 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 the whisper. Yeah, there's a there's that. He, it starts out with a this or that press a premise. Uh, right. So he'll be like, it's not politics, it's science. It's science. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. It's not delivery. It's the giorno. Oh my God, uh, a Biden Trump debate. Oh my God, that'd be wonderful, yeah, oh, Frank. Oh, that you you couldn't even see that. It's a, Trump would get up there like, let's do a maze. Let's do a maze. See if you can get to the end of it. <laughs> That's what we'll do is we'll find the cheese. I already found the cheese. As the cheese stands alone. It's a tremendous cheese. We're, we're doing Gouda. We're doing Gouda. We're doing Swiss. The Swiss, the Swiss are very good. They're very good. Possibly the best. Uh, there's the Havarti. I'm not sure what the Havarti is, but it's a tremendous cheese. Munster, the Munster, Eddie Munster. Which is what you Can you remind me of Grandpa? You remind me of Grandpa Grandpa Joe, partially Dracula. Then is look at Bo. Who's, who's the one who's in trouble? That's uh, is that Bo? Hunter. That's Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. 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 Bo is in trouble. He just can't Bo. feel it. <laughs> almost got trouble. Well, Trump would have done it. Yeah, but, yeah, right. yeah, Hunter, yeah. <laughs> Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, the Eddie Munster. Of, uh, <laughs> Hunter oh. on his laptop, on his laptop with, with a picture of him oh, with his little werewolf. Well, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I if I if I were Trump in in a debate with Biden, I'd be like, let's just let's do this. Let's do this. First one to the exit wins. Yeah. <laughs> let's do a maze. Oh my God. First one to the exit. Yeah. It's like. That's every time I see Joe Biden, and I'm not a political person. I just, I just, I, I don't trust anybody. That's where I'm at. I'll join the club. That's us. Yeah. Yep. But, but there are all. There's always three ways you can go when you're done speaking: to the left, 
to the right or back. Yep. Biden wanders to the front. <laughs> How does that? You know not to go forward after a speech, right? But he'll do that. Like, he'll just walk straight ahead. You're like, you got it. Nah, whatever. Frankie, <laughs> Frankie precedes the whispering by, with yelling. If you caught him talking very loudly, then he goes oh, yeah. to the whisper. Oh, yeah, he'll do that. He's yeah. Like, we got a problem there. And then he says, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Let me be clear. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> going to bed. We're not going to bed. <laughs> I do another thing. I do a thing in my act where he's, because uh, I, I just make fun of both of them uh, in, in as many ways as possible. But the uh, Trump would make up numbers. Trump's numbers are like, you know, we've yeah. we got over a billion people in here, more than McDonald's served <laughs> in the 80s. Over 1 billion served. And it's like he's P.T. Barnum, but, but Biden doesn't really know the numbers anymore. Right. It, it, and everything goes back to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Right. He'd be like, where's your man back in Scranton, Pennsylvania? 30, 4, 5, 6, 6, 6, 600 years. It was 600 A.D. It was the fall of the Roman Empire. And the leaders, the father of the Romans, the leaders, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> come, on. Come, on. Come, on. come on, I don't have to tell you. That's my other favorite line. I don't have to tell you. No, you do have yeah, to tell you. need that. And, and Frank, and Frank, what, everything's not a joke. It's not a joke. I'm not joking. It's no joke. It's no joke. This is a real deal. Oh this is it. <laughs> All right. It, it, like, well, never mind. You don't have to come in. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wednesday well, night. At Acme Comedy, you can go to acmecomedycompany.com. What was your other website? Frank, Frank on, on Stage. stage. FrankOnStage. That just takes you to the Acme site as well, but all the other days. So, gotcha. Wednesday uh, the 27th Acme. and Thursday the 28th. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll talk to the uh, Acme people and get out. and uh, I'll be there with you uh, probably Wednesday. Good. Perfect. We'll look forward Perfect. to it. Nice, Frank. Thanks. All right, guys. Thank See you, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodness bye. gracious. That yeah. was funny. <laughs> I didn't okay, know. Okay, I delivered you. for the day. I'm done. Yeah, you did yeah, your work. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, just make sure we see him on Wednesday. Okay. I don't know how to do a follow-up. Do you yeah. think Bat Trump is a fan of brats? Oh, yeah. Oh, He's probably a, a fan of assortment of, of grilled meats. I can see that Frank would like to get out to Grunhofer's and take a load back with him to California. It'd be tremendous. Because you'd be, it's the best. <laughs> They're tremendous. There's nothing, nothing, no, there's nothing like them. He wants to put them through a maze. Right. First one to the end wins. <laughs> it's the cheese. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. I'm sure there's nothing like that in California. Uh, and right now, get into a Grunhofer's. Uh, it's either in Hugo or Forest Lake, and you can sign up to win a free 10-pound prime rib roast. They'll just pick your name out of a meat bucket. Yeah. And you got your name and phone number <laughs> on there. And then you get, the, you get the meat. The drawing's October 14th. And also, they're, they're looking for crew. You want to be in the meat business? They're looking for crew at Grunhofer's. Uh, and they've got you covered for every football football game day. Call and place an order. Put something together. Call them. Give them a little heads up, and then you're the uh, you're the host of the year. Call the uh, Hugo store at 651-426-2800 or the Forest Lake store, 651-982-1182. Ooh. Store number three coming soon. 
to the White Bear Lake area. It's always, Grunhofer's. Always adding what, what new is products. That? What is that now? Oh, on, don't uh, show me that. I'm yeah, going to get it's hungry. meat and cheese snack packs. Oh, yeah. So you got Ooh. little cut-up cheese and you got little cut-up uh, beef sticks. This is where to get it. This is where you go. You go to Grunhofer's. Always dynamic. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Absolutely the best. They're just about uh, due north of Hugo on Highway 61. And they're in Forest Lake on uh, 97, immediately east of 35. As I mentioned, that news store coming soon to the White Bear Lake area. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Oh, that was good. That was good. You know what nice. Frank is good at? Nice job, Matthew. That was awesome. Grazie. But he just he's just really good at promotion. He just yeah. you know he has amazing Taylor Swift doesn't need to call you right prompto because she's gonna but if there's ten tickets left, Frank will be more than happy to say hey oh, come he on out. Move them, right? That's funny. That was good. Taylor Swift was in the press box. I saw that. We saw that. Sweet. In Kansas City, and I, I told the little girls that when they arrived yesterday, and they, they watched a, a, a very bad Kansas City-Chicago game in rapt attention, hoping to get the, <laughs> the glimpse. And technically, it was a sweet. A sweet. Yeah, not the press box. She was with Kelsey's mom. Uh, I don't know how anyone could be her guy. You The... the the limelight would be the uh, the best was I don't know who to give it credit to, but saying the Kelsey Swift breakup song in three months is going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be. A, she's probably writing it right now. She's already or she's written it already. She might be no go zone. That's what people say. Really, you think? Uh-huh. She's got to be. Rook, I need a Minnesota Masonic Charities. Your attention, please. Want it right now? It might be no go zone. I'm not going to finish. It doesn't look yeah, like the on. fun zone. It could be. Yeah, I'm going to be quiet. You can't go back to doom and gloom after that, Joe. No, well, we're, we're done. Doom and end? gloom. We, I didn't need a break from Johnny, so we're we're good on ad. Brooke, this is the last ad. <clears throat> what the hell? We got to we got to touch go. base on this Somali prime minister. That's I fine. just. Oh, really? Come on. Let's do it tomorrow. Do that it was a high note there. It was. <clears throat> yeah, we're good here. You're... I just sent out a tweet, too. Oh, did you tag everybody like I do? Was no. he in L.A., Rook, do you think? Probably. Uh, Is he on TV anymore? I no, don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. He's not on Mad TV. But he doesn't do ESPN or Fox either, I don't think. <laughs> well, we'll ask him. We that. could ask him. <clears throat> I remember him discussing that very thing once, but I don't remember what he said. Okay, good good story, Reavers. <clears throat> yep, okay. Tom Ball. Was that yep. Tom Ball? I'm ready. Taylor Swift is a Chiefs fan. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, Frank Caliano is a really... A funny guy, but he's also a nice guy, and he's also very charitable. He's a guy. He's a guy. Yep. He's a guy. He helps people out, and especially in that industry. And I've got another group that helps people out, probably even more so than Mr. 
Caliendo, and that's Minnesota Masonic Charities, online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Wow. M-N- nice. What? Really you know nice. What? When Grandpa needs to get, he's getting close to that age where he needs to get to the home. You know, blow his nose all day. Sometimes it's a little closer to, to life than you think. Uh, you can put him or her in actually, seriously, top drawer. They have the greatest buildings down there, and they have a wonderful home where they take care of the old people, your loved ones, your relatives that you want to have uh, a wonderful care for. They're on a great campus down there in Bloomington, and all you have to do is learn about it and then get your loved one all set for a wonderful and let's just face it, end of life eventually. Go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Poke around, look at their uh, wonderful, wonderful buildings, listen to their podcast, and check out their scholarships for next year. mnmasoniccharities.org. Hello? Yep. <coughs> yep. Did you get it all out? You didn't hear that, did you? No. 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 As far as you know. Uh, no. As far as you know. <laughs> Only... <laughs> Because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. All the way. Where the traveling Lymans are taking a bit of a breather on their worldwide travels. Call them up and get them in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's this day in history. On this day. September 25th. In 1867, Horace Goodhue Jr., opened a prep school in Northfield with 23 students. The institution is first known as Northfield College, but a generous donation from William Carleton of Charlestown, Massachusetts, inspired its later name, Carleton College. Which leads me to wonder, why did somebody out in Massachusetts donate money to a school in Northfield, Minnesota? Maybe he went there. Okay. On this day, or maybe it was political ownership. Could be. Maybe mm. uh, on this day, nine two five, in eighteen ninety six, generals Oliver O. Howard, Daniel Sickles, Alexander Stewart, and Russell Alger spoke against the Silver Standard, a populist platform, and in support of William McKinley, to an audience of about six thousand at St. Paul's Auditorium. On their speaking tour of the northwestern states, the generals also stopped at Lesseur, Little Falls, Mankato, St. Peter, hmm. and Wilmer. Okay. On this day, 925. In 1937, Ironton thug John Henry Seedland, an accomplice James Atwood Gray, kidnapped Charles Sherman Ross in Chicago. The kidnappers demanded a $50,000 ransom from their hideout near Emily, Minnesota. Hmm. In the end, Seedland murders Ross and Gray at a location north of Spooner, Wisconsin. Seedland would be captured at a racetrack in California and executed by order of the state of Illinois in 1938. And may I say something? Please. Ironton thug, meaning... Cros- as in Crosby Ironton from the town of Ironton, Minnesota. Imagine. Ironton thug John Henry Seedland. In 1937, that would have been uh, a bit of a trip to go to Emily, Minnesota. Yeah. It's it's up there. What year? 27? 1937. Okay. Kenny agrees with you. Kenny thinks you're right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> probably, uh, I, even, probably even more so 
maybe if it had been 1917. Yes? I have your answer about the Carleton College uh, thing. I knew you would. Yeah. Uh, William was introduced to the Reverend James W. Strong, the president of Minnesota's fledgling Northfield, Co Northfield College. Shortly thereafter, the Reverend was seriously but not fatally injured when his carriage was hit by a train. Oh, boy. Upon learning about Strong's almost miraculous survival, Carlton was so moved he gave $50,000 to the college. I'll be damned. Hmm. Well, thank That's you it. for that. And then the James gang rolled into town and stole it, right? Just took it all no away. Yeah. Just grabbed it. So, but, you know, in 1937, it would have been, you know, you didn't have the freeway system. Right. True. Really? You were... You were taking the back roads, basically. Yeah. Maybe huh. 61. Hot air balloon. Yeah. Well, I just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's called asphalt. Right. Yeah. Before that was invented. <laughs> before that. Uh, I guess that's a sign from the green room that... <laughs> Pat, were you in the green room when Frank Caliendo joined us? No, I missed him. Yeah, he was just on. He'll be here in person Wednesday. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Noted. Thank you, GLers. I feel good. Uh, you will feel good if you go to YouTube and subscribe to Garage Logic. It's a free service, and you can um, have a lot of fun watching those videos. You go down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Uh, speaking of Garage Logic, go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council, 10 bucks a month, $100 for the year, entertains you prior to the show in the middle of the show during the breaks and post-show content. Plus, you got access to the stream 24-7. Great highlights always adding. I just added seven more highlights there on Thursday. So check out the GarageLogic stream 24-7. And buy all of your GarageLogic garb. We have some good garb at garagelogic.com. Go check it out. You can shop online. Innovative Handling Solutions. You want to come work for me? Come on. Come on. I'll start you out at 17 bucks an hour. We're hiring. We're hiring. You got to take the bus. Yeah, you got to. Uh, I don't ride the bus. But if, but I, if did. I did. But yeah. if I did. We can make the show on notes very, very ish. I've been that. in the Southwest Twin Cities. Hey, uh, Why is he painting me like someone who's never been to the Southwest Twin Cities? You were Twin the Cities? spokesperson for Southwest Metro Transit. You God damn right damn I it. was. Where's the horn? I didn't ride the effing bus, but if I did. If I did. <laughs> if I did, I'd take this bus. God, I love how much that brings Royce joy. Yeah, it brings him great joy to, to think that I've never been outside the... Highway 100. I couldn't point out Chaska on a bleeping map, but if I did. Oh, speaking of road trips, didn't Patrick went from the far Patrick, northern. Patrick, I went by your house twice yesterday. <clears throat> didn't well, he, he over, the week, the woods. over the weekend, he went from far northern Minnesota down to Folda, did he not? Patrick, can you let us know, know about your road trip? Uh, I just went to, uh... See you, Brad. Thanks, Matthew. That was awesome. Gustavus said he hey, was supposed to go to War Road. Uh, lock in that Wednesday if you can. Yeah, I will. I'm going to call uh, Malcolm over at um, uh, Acme. You know what? And if you get Shavanti Sandanthana on the air, there'll be a little something in it for you.
<laughs> yep. I will try, but there's no there's way. There's no way she's going to come on. Oh, why not? You got to try. You got to reach her. She's being told, keep your mouth shut, is what. Well, that for bullshit. her political We don't career. know that. Okay. Uh, the sh- I'm ready. One sentence. Yep. Uh, the show went completely off the rails when Frank Caliendo called us out of the blue. Oops. It was perfect. Yeah. I don't want anything else. There you can put John Hyde News. Greatest quote ever. Rookies impersonating somebody. But we just don't just know. Just don't who. know who. <laughs> What'd you say when he calls the show? No. That's the thing about him. He's not mean spirit. No, he's great. So it's easy here Wednesday night for a comic. Two comic. shows, Wednesday and Thursday. Is it C A L? Acme. Acme. Yeah, He's going to be in studio Wednesday or just in town? Oh, he's coming in here. Oh, is he going to be in? Yeah. Yes, you should. Oh, yeah, we're still on the council, Patrick. Huh? We're still on the town council. That's their problem. I have used the word. I have in my career. That is true. And you don't hide from it. And only once on the air, actually. Johnny, can you send me new stories? I am right in the middle of that, Chris. Thank you. And here they come. What'd you say, Pat? I said, I've used, I've used the F-bomb in my life, including once on the air when I got the guy fired for no reason. What guy? Who was the guy that was back downstairs when they, Ethan. they had two? He didn't catch the Ethan. He didn't catch the F-bomb. It was Ethan. And you didn't say it, though. <laughs> I thought it was me. Or was it a caller? No, it was a caller. Oh, okay. Ethan. It was on the network. Ethan. What happened to Ethan? He was Eel a good probably guy. got out of business. And... <clears throat> I never worked with Ethan. He, he was great uh, working a great guy. for a, uh, <clears throat> a repo guy for a while after he was done at the station. I traded some messages with him. Because he and I worked at the same spots, just never at the same time. Because I, he left the fan to come here, and that's when I started working at the fan. And then he was gone when I started working at Hubbard. Oh, he you didn't know him at all? Uh-uh. Well, must, I mean, I think I've met him once. He must have got honest work someplace out of this business, right? Right. Yeah, that's a smart a, thing to do. <laughs> he was a repo. Oh, Pat, you can't hear the fellas, can you? Oh, no, I can't hear if I plug this in. <laughs> I have malfunctioning headphones. <laughs> yeah, but somebody put these together. They're now we don't have the dangling headset anymore. Yes. With what's the plastic- so, Roycey, you were going to go from War Road to Fulda. Did that happen? No, the funeral is Friday, and uh, the the reunion is Saturday. And uh, they wanted somebody to cover the funeral, and they wanted me to cover the funeral in War Road, but I got out of it. Somebody else is going to do it. So, as much oh. as I like Henry, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to drive 404 miles. From, hmm. And I, I would have gotten on the on the uh, plane, the Marvin Windows plane. Yeah. But it leaves. Uh, it usually leaves at 5 p.m. to come back to the Twin Cities. Yeah. But uh, on Fridays it leaves at one, and the funeral doesn't start till two. Oh. Plus you, plus you throw the fellas in uh, from the tribe uh, into the funeral. I got a hunch that ain't going to be a quickie. No, it'll hunch take. That, yeah, uh, I got a hunch take, that well. thing will take some uh, take some time. God, is that a long way up there, though? You know what? You start looking at the map, and Bemidji's like halfway. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, uh, War Road. I'm not going, but uh, War Road is damn near in Canada. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a boy. 
I don't ride the Northwest uh, Metro bus. <laughs> I don't ride the bus from Lake of the Woods. But if I did. But if I did. If I did. <laughs> I don't ride that bus, but I'm not turning down the check oh, either. Really? All right. Oh, my God, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> I think it's that funny. Yes, it is. It's not that funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's, well, funny. it's funnier it's than funny. puke and... I, was, I drove by puke and snot uh, oh, Saturday, God. and uh, I was saying, that's still one of my favorite moments. You guys aren't that you guys, funny. We you know guys funny. Aren't funny. You bleepers ain't funny. <laughs> and suddenly, we didn't have them as a no, client next anymore. Week, uh, next week, uh, for week two of the Renaissance I, Festival, Patrick, five, I love living in Jordan. It's been fantastic. This is the worst stretch, though, is when 169 gets taken over by the Especially GD when they're Renaissance driving Festival. the left lane. Oh, know. my God. It's raining. Thank plus, you. Plus, you got the candy factory too. <laughs> Although that's that's further south. Yeah, though. I know, but you got that crowd too. You got to watch it. Got to watch rear end because they come pulling out of the candy store. Yeah, they and do. Then they got to turn that left up there. Yep, so. that's on sixty four. Mm -hmm. I'm about a mile and a half straight yep. east of that. I've been in there about twice, and I don't know why. Every time somebody comes to visit, either her family or mine, can we go to the candy store? Yeah, you go right ahead. I once I've stopped a couple of times to load up on chuckles, but that's the only. Uh, that's the only. You know what they do have though? They have oh, hand chuckles. Oh, Kenny, they're so good. Handmade yes. craft soda. They got there. They got the really good root beer. Straight, straight <laughs> shot of sugar. Those chuckles, Kenny. Yep. Basically, just better than cocaine. <laughs> what are chuckles? It's, they're a chewy treat. It's something comes, enjoyable that you would hate. Comes in five <laughs> colors. You eat the red first. You got to eat them in order too. The red first, yep. then the green, yep. then the yellow, then maybe the orange, then the yellow, but always the licorice black one last. Yeah, they got the kind of the sugary covering. Yeah, yeah sugar. Yep. I think I know what chuckles are. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, they're hard to find now. They're, they're not many stores. And they're them. chewy. Oh yeah, they are. They're great. That's uh, you know, uh, the, the we got the the. The poor people grocery store up the street on 42nd. <laughs> I stop in there once in a while, primarily because they have chuckles. You know, the walk in there. How how the poor is doing? You guys okay? Uh, they're too cheap to buy chuckles. Also, I get to buy them all. That's you only I get like. five chuckles in a pack. You only get five. Yeah. How much are they? I don't know. Well, I don't, there's no price too high for chuckles. price. Price doesn't matter when you're one, when you're not well, one you of the poor. Chuckles, who gives a shit what they cost? <laughs> exactly. I went to the poor people grocery store. <laughs> I should think we're not on the air anymore. Well, the council appreciates your your uh, candor. No, I make reference to the poor's all the time. <laughs> of which I'm going to be if my wife follows out on her, all of her plans here. So. Well, I'm waiting oh, for the music. Let me, uh, let me do away with this here.